In other words, there may be but one event, but as many stories as there are people to tell them. There yet in exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime state certified alchemist, Al Capone. (laughs) There's so much going on here. I need you to unpack this for me. Oh, it's. We don't. This show's an hour long. I don't have nearly enough time. (laughs) You said state certified alchemist. Don't get people's hopes up. We're not watching Full Metal Alchemist. God, I wish we were. But yet, this only. (laughs) Despite all my weird cold opens, this might be the most relevant one to the show we're watching today. As weird (laughs) as it is. Oh boy. But yeah, we're uh, we're watching Bacano today. Yeah, uh, this was a recommendation from Conan J on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I of course have no idea what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, the trailer I saw uh, told me it was a spooky train anime. So that <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I'm into that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when I told Paul we were watching this. And I said you described it as a spooky train anime. He was like, I thought it was about, like, hot vampires or something. And I was like, either way, I'm down. Oh, no. (laughs) It's... Yes. But no. But also, yes? It's... (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh... (laughs) If it's not clear, I have watched Bacchino. Um, Oh, boy. Thank you, Conan Jay. Uh, and oh, thank no. you, thank <laughs> you, oh, no. Brandon. Thank you more than anything for Dugan. Pump the brakes for picking oh. this one, and me not having to take all the heat for when we watch it. Ah, <laughs> uh, can, uh, can can I switch it now? Nope. before nope. we do nope. it. Too late. We're in. We're doing the opening. Oh, We're locked fuck. in now. Oh boy. Oh. Hmm. <sighs> oh well, Dana. Do you know anything about this <laughs> besides uh, spooky uh, vampires? <laughs> I know like two things about it, and one is that it's I don't. Is it the same writers as Dura? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, because both of these. Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> That's that. Oh, no. That's that dude. Uh, when, you pick, when you told us, I was like, "Does he know? Does he know? I, I does he know?" In our messaging, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, "No, no, no." We'll keep this for the episode. We'll keep this. In. Uh, what, uh, oh, I'm sorry. My mom's calling. I, I nope. Uh, I'm in the hospital. I, I can't do this. Can't do I this. have I'm to go. I'm going sorry. away. I have the illness. I broke my uh, toe. Oh. Um, <laughs> what if that... I just broke my arm on air to get out of watching this? <laughs> hey, sorry guys. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that, and that I think it's about gangsters or something. Yeah, both Do Bravara and Bakano were both um, originally light novels, so they weren't manga. They're just, you know, small novels, but then occasionally have pictures thrown throughout. Um, so yeah, it's dense with story, because you don't have to worry about the pictures as much or any of the word placement of, like, the text box and stuff. It's just a book. And there's, like, gonna go on a limb here. I looked it up a little earlier. I think it's, like, 22 light novels for Bakano. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I actually had to look up, I'll put it in our chat, I had to look up where the light novels and the anime sync up. Like, if it's just one-to-one, like, here's the first novel and here's the second one matching it. No. No. 
it's oh it's oh, like th- there's too much text there's too <laughs> yeah. much text explaining just the timeline there, it's like most of the anime takes place in like the fourth novel but then a good chunk of the first two novels but then the fifth one is like just sprinkled in lightly and i'm just like oh no wow <laughs> so um <sighs> it's it's gonna be a fun one today folks <laughs> I, I fucked up so bad. <laughs> I'm so happy when I saw it on the list. Ugh. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's okay. Yeah. We'll get you through it together. You didn't even respond when I was like, hey, here's the, here's what we're going to watch for the next one. And I took that as like, okay, I know nothing about it. I didn't know you were plotting <laughs> on the other side of the screen, laughing at me. Well, I responded with a laughing gif. Of just like a guy getting put into a cop car laughing, and I was like, "This, this is how I feel right now." <laughs> uh, uh, oh boy! Okay. Let's get into well, this. We'll need the full hour. Oh fuck! Oh no! <laughs> All right, uh, pray for me, listener. I did fuck up, listener. <laughs> I did can confirm 100% fucked up. Oh, God. Big regret. <laughs> I, mm, uh, mm. I will say, I, Ryugo wh- Narita, the author and creator of this, won a gold prize in the ninth Dengeki no- Novel Prize for Bakano. So this is an award-winning story. <laughs> At least the story is not maybe not the version maybe, we're seeing. Maybe not the yeah. anime, but the yeah. story. Truly, where to begin? Because even <laughs> the show doesn't know where to begin. And yeah, yeah. Let's. My recap of episode one mm-hmm. will be fairly quick because it's truly them going. Oh fuck! Which book to start with? Oh no! Oh, should we start here? Oh no, we can't. Uh, like the show. Starts by saying, oh, there's so much fucking info. I don't even know where we can cohesively jump in. It's so, like it's like a clip episode for a show that you know nothing about. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's like, hey, here's this will be important in 18 episodes, but let's drop it in episode one. I'll, uh, but yeah. I'll say this at the top. Pretty much every time there's a scene change between like characters, um, that might as well be an entirely different year. So it rain mm. it there, jumps around between like the years of like 1930, 1931, 1932, 1933, and then like 1711. And like every time it changes characters, it it almost is guaranteed to be like a different year or period of time. So it's hard to follow. Sick. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do it. Let's do it again. <laughs> we start with uh, a girl, she's going through a bunch of uh, books in a library. She has a bunch of stuff all splayed out on a table. And then uh, a mean old man comes in and yells at her. Yo, I fucking hate this <laughs> Monocle guy. Like, this dude's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yes, this is Vice President of Daily Days, Gustav St. Germain. And he's an <laughs> asshole. Definitely a real name. It sounds like an improv <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the old-timey knockoff of J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> Basically 
but yeah, so uh, uh, this girl is trying to piece together uh, some string of unrelated events that all are linked somehow. <laughs> She's the audience. That's surrogate. about as coherent as they explain it in the show. So that's how coherently I'm explaining it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but yeah, so apparently, uh, they're reporters, uh, he's, like, working for a newspaper, I guess. It's never <laughs> actually established, but based on the Daily Days, I assume that's a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, she's his assistant, and she's like, hey, I'll, there's all these strings of events. How, how can we tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> not well <laughs> yeah truly they don't know where to start and it shows because the whole episode is them bouncing giving just enough of a scene of one storyline i'm like ah yes this is the beginning something's gonna happen and then they go actually no we have to start here i'm like <laughs> fuck and i cross out my notes there's so many scribbles on here but <laughs> Like truly, they are like, oh, we we'll start at the very beginning. Uh, uh, she at first is like, hey, so I I want to start in the 1930s because that's where like it seems to factor in for us. And he's like, hmm, actually, let's start at the beginning. 1711, <laughs> a boat crossed the Atlantic years earlier. But we'll say right now, but- <laughs> the 1711 storyline doesn't tie into the first three episodes. We don't. We get yeah. nothing with that, so we can just stop there with it right away. Yeah, I truly just crossed that out. But, yeah. like, just that jump. Like, in Parks and Rec, there's truly a joke <laughs> where they're like, okay, let's tell the story of me and Ben's love story. So our great-great-great-grandparents <laughs> came across to America. It's like, oh, fuck, God, no. They're, they're trying to do bit. the same thing for real. <laughs> so, uh so we get introduced to a bunch of storylines, but uh, mostly we're focused on gangsters in the 1930s in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some train stuff we'll get to, <laughs> but but uh, fuck it for now. Uh, we're we're dealing with gangsters, like like fuck. I <laughs> this whole first episode is mostly about gangsters, and then in the next two episodes. It's all train stuff, baby. So, uh, <laughs> cool, great, glad. Buckle in. Now my yeah. Al Capone opening makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there's some magical gangsters, I guess, that have, like, regenerative health <laughs> stuff. We see, like, a homeless man attacks one guy, Firo, uh, Prochinasso, or f- who cares, Firo. <laughs> Uh, uh, the homeless guy attacks him, cuts off his fingers, but they reattach. Huh. Whoa. You'll notice in anime, you can show a lot more gore and violence and vitriol if it grows back right away. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a fun little way to go. Nah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's gross, but, nah, fuck it. <laughs> we see some, like, rival crime families going, hey, let's attack the other. No, we're, we're the other kind of family. We gotta attack the other. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It all boils down to there's uh, some magical gangsters. One's Fero, one's uh, Dallas Genoa. Uh, and yeah, 
<laughs> that that's about as cohesive as I can get. We see they get shot up in like a drive-by shooting, but they go, "Just kidding, haha! You didn't actually kill us." Um, All right, step in real quick here. It's Luck Generod or uh, Gennard, and Dallas uh, Generod is a different character. Oh fuck! Hmm. Just because that plays into episode three with my stuff, so I was just like. Come on, oh, sorry. again. Oh, I'm sorry, the Italian-looking white man looks like the other Italian-looking white man. They all Let look very similar. Let me tell you what the funniest part is. I didn't even know there was a character named Alice. <laughs> and he's and like... he truly doesn't matter. But he's, he's like crucial to the plot, one. which is hilarious. Like, yeah. He's a huge uh, part of it, too. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I I give up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna round it up. Uh, basically, uh, s- some like gang members are traveling by train from New York to Chicago on a famous train mm-hmm. called the Flying Pussyfoot. The Flying Pussyfoot. <laughs> that's the best part of this show. Yeah, <laughs> and the way they say it in the dub, like they pussyfoot. really say like Pussyfoot. <laughs> yep, they they know how ridiculous it is and they're leaning into it. They're like, mm, yep, let me let me get all that money's worth. <laughs> let me chew on that word for a minute. <laughs> we don't get to say it Pussy often. See foot. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows you can't talk about feet and dubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, gang members traveling on this famous train, shit's gonna go wrong. Cool. Okay. That that's it. That's all I got for you. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. <laughs> I mean, that's like, yeah. just, There's just a bunch of characters that are introduced, and like nothing really happens in this episode. Yeah, they quote unquote foreshadow things by just Tarantino showing us the ending and being yeah. like, "Ah, this is, I guess this is going to be a crazy tale on how we get here, huh?" Uh, uh. So aren't just, you excited? So imagine yeah. it's like Memento. But then it's like six other mementos all mixed in with memento. <laughs> it's just uh, a memento gulag. Gulag. Oh, goulash. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's very It's different. very different. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? That, that's a film I had to watch in film school. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's episode one because I, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was, I was going to chime in, but yeah, looking at my notes, that's about it. <laughs> Even Yo. someone who likes this show, that's about it. <laughs> um, Great. Good. Good. We'll say that opening, though. That's some, that's some slappy jazz. Some good it's jazz. It's good opening. jazz. The music in this show is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So in episode two, we're at a train station. Um, there's an old man talking about the train, the flying pussyfoot. Um, and he's, like, talking about how cool it is. <laughs> this train um, rocks. I fucking love this train. This train is so cool. <laughs> um, and then the woman he's with is like, we gotta get out of here. This train is cursed. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, a lot of people will die. Some will live because of their good fortune. And others that will survive are not human. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, boy. I, thought- I like the idea of it. I like the idea of the supernatural things. It's really too bad that we don't get to <laughs> yeah. see a lot of it in the, these episodes. Like, this would be a fun little thing of foreshadowing if we didn't have an episode beforehand being like, they're all dead. Everyone on this train is dead, except for two people. 
Yeah. I mean, we see Pharaoh's fingers re- uh, regenerate. So, like, that's kind of a tease at all of this stuff. And yeah. There was uh, two inspectors in the last episode talking about, like, all oh, the bodies were dead, but there were survivors. And they're like, ah, oh, the immortals. And it's just like, but <laughs> that's so far removed from every part of the story. It's like, how did you <sighs> expect anyone to piece that together? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you can't show us immortals and then in the next episode be like, hmm, I think something strange might happen. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> you told us. <laughs> it's it's like they they wanted to do a mystery but told you the answer in the first episode but still create a mystery by just uh, cup gaming you, by just swirling the story around in so many different areas that you just are lost and confused. And it's like, is that is that a mystery? Or is that just really... <laughs> compartmentalized storytelling (laughs) Uh, okay Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so now we're in california with these characters isaac and miria and they are like a duo of con artists yeah um bonnie and clyde if they were just real dumb real stupid (laughs) these characters are kind of fun they're they're very much the just like extreme luck and like in the mm. right place at the right time, but they're just fucking idiots. I love them though; they're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're looking for gold, and Isaac is going on about being the first people to steal from the earth. <laughs> That's getting gold. Uh, and then five months go by, and Miria is like, "Hey, why are we digging for gold when other people are like panning in rivers?" And Isaac is like, "We got kicked out, <laughs> so we have we to got do caught. this." Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she just, like, listens to whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, Isaac's got the bravado where it's like, ah, this is a clever con man rusing this woman into following his plan. No, Isaac's a fucking idiot, too. He's, he is also an idiot. He's just he very just confident. Talks. He's just loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's four more months, and they're still digging, and they get a letter from um, a girl that they know named Ennis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very cryptic, and she's just like, Oh, we miss you. Wish you could come visit. The people created v- before me. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's. I don't, you know. It's, who knows? It's just like never addressed in this show. Like, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, if, I'll just tell you now. She's a homunculus. She's an artificial human. Oh, so when she's talking about okay. the people created before her, she's literally talking about people created before. Her. But it's like I'm guessing it comes up in the novels because it doesn't in the show. <laughs> Which Great. one of the seven deadly sins does she represent? <laughs> <laughs> That's another Full Metal Alchemist Leash. joke. We could be watching that. Oh uh. God. Um. So <laughs> she wants them to come visit, and she's like, "I see you guys as siblings. I miss you guys." Um, and then Miria gets sad because she's like, does that mean that Ennis's siblings died? And then Isaac is like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Beats me. But, but maybe she wants a little brother or something. We should, we should steal something nice for her because she's so sad. <laughs> um, so they decide that they're going to do a train heist and they're going to steal from the mafia. <laughs> Just so confident. Good. Great. <laughs> Easy peasy. No problem. Everyone does it. Oh. I said easy peasy and it reminded me of Infinity Train and now I'm sad. Oh. We won't get Okay. It. Back to this other Let sad train. Let me get train. past this. Hold on a sec. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> um, 
So they're going on the train, they're like on the platform and they see an orchestra getting on, but they seem suspicious Mm. and they're all dressed in black and they like want to ride with their stuff. Yes? Yeah, in like the storage car. Yeah, and they like have a permission slip. (laughs) (laughs) The conductor's like, you can't do that. And he's like, I have paper. (laughs) My dad says I can. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we want to ride in the back with our instruments. I can't allow you to do that, sir. We got a permission slip. Fair enough. Go on ahead. I have no control (laughs) over this. I um, am the train boss, but... <laughs> yeah, this piece of paper is pretty convincing. <laughs> I guess you talk to train station boss, who is my boss. I won't actually <laughs> have to be... What can I do? I won't have to be on the train, so do what you want. I'm staying here. <laughs> um. So we see three other conductors talking about the train and there's an older guy and he's like i'm retiring (laughs) you young fellows are gonna have this train all to yourselves oh poor tony he's dead as soon as he he said that he was dead yep (laughs) yeah oh what Um, a what a very clever thing the guy who's one day away from retirement mm. this is my last ride (laughs) i've never seen this before (laughs) (laughs) crazy um and there's like there's like a really young dude and then like a middle aged dude, and the really young dude sees a guy in the orchestra, a girl in the orchestra, and he says, "Now that's a good looking doll." And I fucking love these accents; they are batshit levels of New York. It's amazing. Nineteen thirty Chicago, and you got a lot of characters to play around with. Yeah. Oi, like, check out the games on Earth. Hey, oi, <laughs> and like none of them are like perfect. No. <laughs> There's like a lot of them are just trying their best. There's one um, character later in particular whose voice is just like, wow, that's a wild ass choice. But then I was like, There's like 30 characters. Why not? Like <laughs> you only got so many voices. God knows this character is going to disappear for the next 18 episodes, so that's fine. <laughs> um, and there's, like, a group of, like, rough-looking folks. Like, a couple of them are scarred. Um, and they're, like, waiting for something to be loaded onto the train. And I guess later we find out that they're going to steal also. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, Clue. It's exactly like <laughs> Clue. Train. Um, and then we see a suspicious child. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then there's another group of people that are in matching outfits. They're all wearing white. Um, and, I mean, they're obviously, like, a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and the leader of these people, his name is Lad. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty nutty. He's like a, he's a, mad he's like a yandere, but a man. <laughs> so a sociopath. <laughs> yes. He's very excited to kill people. Yeah. Um, and then Miria and Isaac are just oblivious. They're just standing around being like, look at all of these different people getting on this train. I wonder what crazy things will happen. We, real quick, we see Isaac and Miria, uh, robbing a store in the opening, like in the little opening jingle and stuff. Uh, and they're just the costume, like bandits. They're the trope of like, they always wear different costumes and, um, yeah, they're in just crazy outfits all the time. So I think even on the train, they're in very like elaborate clothing and people are like, what are, what are those people doing? Yeah. Um, and then we see some guys in like an office talking about 
the item and it's on the train and one of them is like by the way sir your wife and daughter are on the train do you like want to stop it and take them off and the guy who is a he's a senator he's like nah the item is more important if they die that was god's choice (laughs) real piece of shit yep um and then we see people talking about what's on the train, and the the rumor slash fact is that it's a bomb. Um, and this kid jacuzzi, <laughs> <laughs> jacuzzi splot. He's he's got a he's got a scar on his face. He's one of those people. Um, he's kinda, I got it in, in a jacuzzi accident. <laughs> that's why they call me jacuzzi. <laughs> I tried to put my eye up to one of the vents and got stuck. <laughs> Uh, Oof. And he's just not smart enough to think of a cooler story. (laughs) He just can't. He's too dumb to lie. I wanted to see where the bubbles come from. I thought there was a fishy in there. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Um, I like this jacuzzi better. (laughs) (laughs) But this, the jacuzzi in the show, he's like super anxious all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, what if the bomb goes off? And then uh, Niece, mm. she's a woman who has scars like all over her body. She's like, then it goes off. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they talk about some stuff, which I couldn't follow. Um, and then uh, Miria and Isaac are at the bar while they're at the bar. And uh, they're just like eating a bunch of Chinese food because I guess that's what's served on the train. Um and then niece is like, hey, Jacuzzi, why don't you go say hi to them? You need to make more friends. So he does. <laughs> if only it was um, that simple. Am- <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm a thief. I mean fellow passenger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and he's like, this just shows how stupid they are. As soon as they go over there, they're like, wow, what a freaking weird thing on your face. <laughs> Um, and they like think it's a tattoo and they're like, are you a movie star? And he's like, uh, no, I'm not. I sell alcohol. (laughs) That's what I do. I will say, uh, we do find out later. Uh, it is a big tattoo on his face and he got it because, uh, Nisei has all the scars from all the bombs she's, uh, made and he wanted to do it so people would look at him more than they would look at her to like try and draw attention from him or from her. I guess that's kind of nice. Yeah. That is sweet, but I it also really works for his dumb guy logic. <laughs> it, like, yeah, it's because it's not a tattoo of anything. It's just this weird, like crooked J. Like it's weird. Yeah, it looks like a what's what are those birthmarks called? Oh, um, um, I, I know what you're talking about the liver spot. Yeah. Not uh, wine, wine something. stain. Wine stain. Wine stain. Yeah. Looks like one of those. Um, but anyway, he gets really upset. He's like, I'm just a delinquent. <laughs> um, and then because he's crying, Isaac is like, we won this conversation. <laughs> Please join us for a meal. Would you like we some are eggs? friends now. <laughs> um, and then we see Isaac just like talking about some stuff. And he's just like, if you pick up a bag, it and everything in it is yours now. And it's like, that's not... <laughs> We're thieves. That's not how it works. We're on the finest keepers express. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like Jacuzzi is just having like a good time. And like Nisa's kind of like, oh, this is like the happiest I've seen him in a while. Um, 
And then while he's about to eat something, a kid like smacks into his side. It's the suspicious kid from earlier. <gasps> oh. Um, and he chokes, but he lives. He's fine. <laughs> Real quick, in episode one, one of the quick clips we see is Lad, the guy in all white who's like a sociopath, just blowing this kid's head off to smithereens. Fuck. Wow, I didn't even. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> Child murder. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, he is with, uh, this girl, Mary, who is the senator's daughter. Um, and then her mom comes up and she apologizes for her behavior when she didn't even do anything. I guess she was running, but suspicious child is the one that made the guy choke. Yeah, it was all her twist's fault. <laughs> um, but so they sit and chat and, uh, the woman is like, oh yeah, we're going to see my husband. And then the little boy, uh, very Angus McDonald, is like, I'm going to see my family. <laughs> Got um, all the silverware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he tells them uh, his name, which I, it's like Chezka. Yeah. Something. Is that actually it? It's something like that, yeah. It's like very all right. Eastern European. Chaz. Chaz. We'll call him Chaz. Um, this child is Chaz. Um <laughs> And then, and then Isaac and Miria start talking about this like urban legend called the Rail Tracer. And then the young conductor guy is also talking about it. It's like a simultaneous conversation, and it's like a big cryptid that like eats trains or something. <laughs> it takes different forms. Once it reaches the train, the people start to disappear. Then after all the people are gone, the train itself vanishes. But there's more. If you tell the story on the train, that's the train that gets targeted. To which I say, why talk about it on a train? That would get rid of the problem entirely. Yep. Come on, Macbeth rules. You can't talk, You can't say this on the train. Take it outside. Are you talking about the Irish train? I can't say the um, name. The Irish train tale. Yeah. It's, it's the Scottish, Scottish. play. Shit, I should have known um, But anyway, uh, there's a way to stop it but we don't hear it ever um, because it's our, I mean, it's already going to happen. It's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the orchestra folks quote unquote orchestra folks, Wink. they're doing something. It's time. It's time for something. Um, and then the mustache conductor guy, he starts to look a little crazy. Um, and then the orchestra people are like a cult mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about how they want to be dead. It's time to transcend life and death to be with Master Huey <laughs> and his brothers, Dewey and Louie. <laughs> um, Whoa. So they're a cult. <laughs> um, and then Jacuzzi is like, oh, how do we be safe from the rail tracer? And then one of them is like, oh, I think I heard the young conductor guy talking about it. You should go ask him. So he runs off and he's like, yo, I gotta know. <laughs> Um, and he's just like running through the train, like absolutely panicking over this thing that like may not be real. Like based on the way that Isaac and Miria were talking about it, it was like a scary campfire story. Mm-hmm. But he's freaking the heck out. Um, I'm sorry, I, sus- I I just got distracted. I looked at Brendan's notes. Uh, it's covered by my audacity, but I just saw the phrase "a huge dick," and I I was taken aback for a second. I'm sorry. I just where are these notes? In your like, th- this is how the timelines of the book lines up. Oh, 
Yeah, it's um, I just have a huge dick out of context. I'm like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. It's uh, sick. Fear- when do we get to that part of the show? <laughs> Apparently, Fear- okay. I clicked in. It says he's actually a huge yeah. dick. Okay. Apparently, in the show, Firo is very shonen protag. I'm like, let me help out these people. But in the novel, he's just a massive dick. So mm, that's more fun. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, Chaz, small suspicious boy. He's like, why did I give my real name when I introduced myself? One of them must be immortal. And it's just like, oh, um. What? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sure. If you say so, champ. Um, It was at this point that there was too much happening. (laughs) And I lost track of what was going on a little bit. Um, The orchestra man actually thought this was kind of sick. He was like, the train is our altar and the passengers are the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, ooh, Mm -hmm. fun. Yep. Um, and then it turns out Mustache Conductor Man is one of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then j- we see Jacuzzi freaking out again, tearing through the train. And then uh, Lad comes out of his compartment and he smacks into him. But nothing really comes of that in this one. Or I dropped my one. Skittles. You gotta help me find them. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck my candy. Oh, beans. <laughs> I dropped my Skittles and my M&M's. How will I ever know which is which now? Oh, I'm allergic I to chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up. Oh, I, messed I gotta up. break them all in half for you. Oh, There's so many green uh, ones. They used to be lime, but now they're apple and no one oh likes them. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started <laughs> on that. Oh, boy, this time. I'm so peeved. I hate let me tell real quick let me tell you how I let me tell you how I found out that they were green apple I I was a junior in high school and the girl the girl sitting next to me was eating skittles and she was like do you like the green ones and I was like oh my god yes so she gave me like a handful of them and I ate one expecting it to be this delicious Windex lime (laughs) and it was fucking green apple which is like one of my least favorite flavors of candy I was so mad I went around telling everybody and they were like, what? I've been accosted. Rip. It's, so that's that. It's weird because I like green apple. Like It's one of my favorite. And I despise the Skittle, the green apple. Mm. And it's weird. I miss lime. Bring it back, Skittles. The Skittle tangent is about the way this show presents stories. We're going to go back <laughs> to it and it's going to seem like it has nothing to do with it. But when we get to episode three, the Skittles are going to pay off. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, uh, keep that in the back pocket, listening. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that uh, I have one note left, and it is that the mustache conductor pulls a gun on the young conductor, and that's that's the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! <laughs> so can we just quickly? Yeah. What in like one sentence? Okay. Can someone say what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I might need a minute. Give me. Like I, I, we don't right. need to say a sentence. I just wanted to. See if anyone could. <laughs> Six different animes all take place on a train. That's I mean, pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, I'll every, give you that. Every person has their own plot. There's not an A plot and B plot. There's an alphabet plot. There's 26 plots going on. <laughs> Everyone's a main character. And I forgot to mention it. Apparently also the first, the like, d- d- journalist, the d- d- asshole they guy. They don't matter. Yeah. Oh. He's like, maybe I'm a main character. End credits. <laughs> End credits. Like, fuck. Oh, God. 
I, See, I just remembered that you. and I got very mad. <laughs> yeah. If, if like, if that persisted, like that meta level of like yeah. Carol and uh, vice president, her boss Tuesday, um, <laughs> if, if that, if that kept happening, like if they were like the narrators of the show, I think that would be kind of fun, but that's not the case. So hmm. it, it very you much know, is- just any things that we can latch on to. To be like, how <laughs> do these connect? Oh, it's uh, the random collections of two people trying to figure out how they connect. Okay, that's at least a device. But they introduce it and then say, don't worry about that. It, I think they come up like two or three times. And it's literally just them recounting the story to each other. Like, they're trying to figure out the story while we're trying to figure out the story. And it's like... Well, there you go. One, Audience surrogate. Once again, I think they probably come up more in the novels. I wouldn't know, though. I like Because they don't appear much in the show. Weirdly... All right. Weirdly, similar plot devices to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which I did read. Huh. It's, hmm. not, it's not a bad book. It's an all right movie. It's not a bad book, though. I'll defend that one. All right. Huh. We have one more episode to talk about. Here we go. Uh, so, episode three... Opens with Eve uh, Generod, or Generod, who is the sister to Dallas, and she is at the shipyard watching men pull up uh, stuff with a big crane at the docks, like in the shipyard. And they're just pulling up sludge and different debris, and she's waiting for them to pull up something, but they never do. And she's there with their butler, so very fancy uh, hoity-toity. And then we cut to some mafia guys going into a newspaper office. It's the Daily Times, or Daily Days. <gasps> We've heard that name before. It's the Daily Times. It's the Daily Times. And, uh... Is that a real newspaper? Daily Times? Yeah. 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 Whoa. I think so. What a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Won't argue that. <laughs> um, and these mafia guys go into this uh, newspaper office asking, uh, for Dallas Generod. They're the, uh... Rana Rana Rada family. Rana Rada family? Yeah. <laughs> Are you schnitzel from Chowder? Rana Rada. Rana Rada Rada. <laughs> and uh, it's a, if this story wasn't confusing enough, there's a lot of mafia families with a lot of different names. And it's yeah, it's mostly Chicago in 1930s and like the flying pussyfoot in 1931. So like those are the main settings. Um so they're looking not all the settings, but not the all main the settings, ones. but the main ones we'll talk about right now. Um, and they're looking for information on Dallas Generat. And the uh, proprietor of the newspaper, Nicholas, pops up and he's like, "Ah, I got information about Dallas Generat. It'll cost you five hundred bones, though, and a little information of your own." Ha <laughs> ha! Wink. And they go, "Oh, okay. What if we kill you for it?" And he's like, ah, I'd like to see you try, you motherfucker. And everyone at the newspaper office pulls out guns and are ready to just <laughs> blast these two guys away at a drop of a hat. So, uh, yeah, don't don't uh, go up against newspapers in the 30s. I think you're safe <laughs> about that one, though. I don't think you have to worry about that as much anymore. Um, but, yeah, Nicholas is an information broker as well as a newspaper editor. So he's got all the information. He's got all the scoops. So he's the one people are coming to for information. And then we cut back to 1930. And some guy's bragging about how he's involved with the Renarod family. And he's under their protection. And he bumps into a group of guys in an alleyway. He's like, don't you know who I am? And the guys say, no. And pop him in the face and just start wailing on him. And just start beating the shit out of him. Nice. So that didn't do him any good. And then Luck Gondor shows up. And he's like, hey, leave this guy alone. Don't go around saying the Renarod name too much. This is Gondor territory. 
someone's like, God, or like lights the fire. They call for aid. It's Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> I can't hear that name and not think of Lord of the Rings. And um, so he shows up and stops these guys. Psst, the guy that was beating up the other guy, the, just the big old asshole in the uh, red burgundy suit, that's Dallas Generod. This is before he went missing. What? What? Okay. <laughs> that's the reaction I wanted. <laughs> Because it's not clear, and he's very I generic. Follow. I've already watched this show. That's how I know. Oh, I meant like as a general, like. Oh no, you can't. This takes like three exactly. viewings at least. Um, because he's so generic looking. Um, so he stops them from beating up the guy up in the alley. Then we cut to 1931, and we're back on the train, and we see Lad in his. Thank God. <laughs> where it makes sense. Uh. We cut to Lad in his uh, sweet room with uh, Lua, his uh, bride-to-be. They're going to get married, and he's also going to kill her. But before, he's going to kill everyone else that loves life, because that's how he gets off. Because, once again, sociopath. And he's saving Lua for last, because she loves life the most more than anyone else he meets, and he can't wait to you know kill her and see the life drain from her eyes. Just a real charm. It doesn't really seem that way, though. That's what it is, though. He's like, why don't you kill me now, actually? It's, I can't tell if she's into it or if she's a hostage. It's hard to gauge. Mm. But he's I definitely I mean, I fully understand wanting to die at this point. <laughs> <laughs> she's the new audience surrogate. <laughs> and uh, when he's talking to her, one of his cronies opens up the door and is like, Hey, Vicky's out going into the dining hall. He's getting itchy. And Lad is just like, oh, how I envy Vic- uh, Vicky. I wish I was him and I could just be out there killing folks. And Lou is like, hey, why don't you go out after him? And Lad is like, that's a great idea. I'll just follow him. It's like, wow, not that bright, are you, Lad? <laughs> so he goes after uh, Vicky and that's when he walks out of his door and bumps in the jacuzzi, which we saw in the last episode. And jacuzzi's like, I got it. Everyone's going to die. I got to go talk to the guitar. Bye. And Lad is like, huh, that kid looks familiar. And we get a flashback to a wanted poster of Jacuzzi. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he calls out his goon and uh, Lua and it's like, hey, go to the conductor's uh, office. And you see the kid with the tattoo on his face, nab him for me. And then he goes off to chase after uh, Vicky in the dining call or dining car. Uh, and then we cut back to two mafia guys in an alleyway. And they're just sitting around playing with fire, as you do in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And one of them does like a little trick where he lights his hand on fire and puts it out. And the other was like, huh, cool, let me try. And he just lights his hand on fire. And he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's like, no, you idiot. He used a cotton glove, not a leather one or whatever he had. Um, and they're like, oh, gee, thanks for warning me now. I guess I'm safe. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't light myself on fire. I'm not an idiot. Ha, ha, ha. The entire place is on fire now because they were using like <laughs> kerosene to do the trick. So it just spread like crazy. And now it's burning down. And then we cut to... Uh, a man uh, in a basement in his laboratory, he's got a rat pinned to a board and just smashes the rat with a hammer, as you do in the no. 30s. Mm, Remy. My experiment has gone successfully. <laughs> <laughs> hammer plus rat equal dead rat. <laughs> and this is uh, Sizzlard, I believe his name is. What? He is the restaurant Sizzler. Sizzlard! S. S-Z-I-L-A-R-D. However you pronounce that. I can't get... Wow. I can't get past this. (laughs) And we see him smash the rat, and then we see all the blood sucked back into the rat, and the rat starts moving again while it's still pinned to the board. 
And he goes, ha ha, my formula is perfected. <laughs> Fire. I need um, a better hammer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he's like celebrating, just fire everywhere. The fire is above him now, and it's spreading down and consuming his lab. Uh, and he's like, oh no, the formula. And he goes to get it, but it's it's already being consumed by the fire. So he's able to uh, pull out two bottles of it and put them in an ice box. And he uh, picks it up and runs out of the building. And that's when we cut to Eva Genarod. It was the girl who was at the docks looking for her brother. She's now going to the Daily Days uh, with her two servants looking for any information about Dallas. Which is conveniently right when we see the two mafia guys leaving the Daily Days after they just asked about information about Dallas. What a coincidence. Ah, great. (laughs) And then we cut to, uh, yeah, they go in asking about information about Dallas. And then we cut to Miza and Firo. (laughs) <laughs> who are two other guys in the show and they're buying hats it's a big <laughs> I like this show I can't defend it remotely I can't defend this it's confusing as shit um, I do like it though so he's welcoming Firo into the Matillo family got another crime family for you write that one down and as they're leaving the hat store, they bump into Isaac and Miria, who are, like, in their very rich opera, like, hoity-toity outfits. And they bump into them. They're like, oh, excuse They're like, oh, excuse me. And Isaac's like, there's no excuse for bad manners. And it's like, I love these two idiots. I love these two characters. <laughs> they're just having fun. They're the only, the only beacon of light. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just having fun. And there's a lot of crime around them. I think... I understand the metaphor now. They want... The philosophical thing they're trying to say is, hey, don't try to understand. Be a dumb, happy idiot, and you don't have to deal with all this bullshit. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. I'm loving this. I'm on board. Uh, I finally... I I love this Just let it go. That's how you watch anime, (laughs) Dugan. You just let it go. You just just watch 32 episodes of it, and you don't understand any of it. Uh, so as uh, Miza and Firo are walking away, they see a big old fire happening down the street. And Firo's like, I like fire. I'm going to check it out. And Miza's like, what? Why? Okay. So Firo goes running off. And while checking it out, Firo bumps into a lady wearing a black suit and short red hair. That's Annis. It's also the last name of a buddy of mine. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> that has much relevance as anything else in the show. <laughs> what a fun coincidence. <laughs> what a fun hey, It'll come up Skittles, in two episodes so. of the podcast later. Ooh, keep track yeah. of it. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in three years, but we'll have him on the episode. <laughs> on <an> episode. <laughs> uh, uh, time, I'll reach out oh, to him. We'll, we'll time jump back three years. That's yeah, fine. back when we were taking out. Um, and uh, he bumps into her, and he's like, oh, excuse me, miss. And she's like, all right, see ya. And she dropped the button. And he's like, ah, oh, a button. She'll definitely need this. Let me go chasing after her all around town. So he does that because she lost a button. Then we cut back to Jacuzzi, freaking out, saying, everyone's going to die if I don't find the young conductor. And then uh, we cut to the orchestra cult that's talking about their plans to rescue Master Huey. And then we cut back to Eve. <laughs> God damn it. A lot of jump cuts. A lot of jump cuts. And we cut back to Eve with her two servants. And they're there to see an informant, Eileen, who's a friend of her maid, Samantha. And he's a black fellow wearing a traditional Chinese Tang suit 
I had to look this up because I wanted to know what the name of that suit was for a long time. And it's a Tang suit. Mm. If you mix it with some water, you get some weird orange pulp. (laughs) (laughs) And he's an information broker at the Daily Days. uh, Specifically, like, the Chinatown, like, uh, like, section of the paper. And uh, he's saying, like, ah, you're looking for Dallas? That no good criminal crook Dallas? That piece of shit everyone hates Dallas? Fuck Dallas! And Eve's like, Dallas is my brother. He's like, ah, sorry. Fuck your brother. He's a piece of shit. He's like, sorry I said all that. It's all true, though. Like, I didn't lie. Um, And then a guy shows up with information. He's like, ah, you're late. Why took you so long? And the guy just, like, hands him a piece of paper. And he's like, ah, give me a second to read this. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. We have nothing about Dallas. I'm sorry. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that guy came in if he just told you we had nothing. Um, and he says, but we'll help you look for Dallas. And if we get any information for you, Miss Jenna Rod, we'll let you know. And, um, and then we cut back to Firo finding Sizzler. <laughs> I'm just going to call him mm-hmm. that now. I'm not going to bother. And he's getting mugged by a group of ne'er-do-wells. These are the ne'er-do-wells we saw earlier that were beating up that one guy. Turns out this is Dallas and his boys. So this is back in the past a bit. Great. <laughs> yep. I love and, it. <laughs> he's like, hey, why are you beating up that old man? And they're like, we're going to beat you up now. And he's like, okay. So they start fighting, and Firo beats them all up because he's just that good. And then the lead guy, Dallas, pulls out a knife and tries to cut Firo, but it doesn't work, and Firo knocks him out. And uh, when they're all knocked out, he helps out Sizzler. And he's like, hey, old man, what, is, that worth that, is that box really worth all this trouble? You're protecting it with your life. And he's like, shut up, go away. Like, if you want money, I'll give it to you. Otherwise, leave me alone. And he's like, all right, fair enough. By the way, did you see a hot dame walk by in a black suit with some short red hair? He's like, no. He's like, okay, see you. <laughs> and then um, Firo leaves. Uh, and then uh, as Sizzler's walking away, he's like, oh, I finally got out of that. We see the arm reach out from off screen and pull him back. Cut to Sizzler's dead. Uh, turns out Dallas woke up and just murdered him. That's that's what happens when you just knock someone unconscious and leave them alone. They can wake up soon and continue crimes. Great. Glad we had that scene stopping him two <laughs> seconds ago. Why not make it one coherent scene? No, no, we gotta split it up. We can't we can't tell one narrative thing in one scene. We got time to fill. <laughs> We got 16 episodes, and no way we'll condense all these plot lines. And then we cut back to Vicky in the dining hall in his white suit. He's one of the lads' gangs, yeah, gang members. And he's getting all itchy. He's getting trigger happy. He's like, I gotta murder. And then we see um, him pull out two guns. He's like, all right, everyone, this is a robbery. And then at the same time, we see the orchestra cult come in, kicking the door, and they all have guns. We're like, everyone get down on the floor. And then at the same time, we see uh, Jacuzzi and Nisei's guy kicking the door. And he's like, this is a stick-up. And he just has a pocket knife. And he's like, okay, I will leave. And he just shuts the door back. Because <laughs> he brought a knife to a gunfight. Good day, wrong car. My <laughs> Sorry, <apologies>. excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to rob someone else. And uh, yeah, it turns out they're all robbing him at the same time. And this is the dining cart with Isaac and Miria and the senator's family and the little kid, Chaz. They're all in here. <laughs> All and the Hugo all the Bear and uh, Uncle <laughs> Frankie and oh yeah, did we not get to these characters yet? Yeah, there's uh, there's, there's a bear. alien named uh, uh, Bongzo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Giuseppe. Bon- Bonzo is my waifu. I like proper respect for Bonzo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all everyone's converging in the dining car, and it's all kerfuffles about to go down. Uh, and then we cut back to Sizzler, and we see his body, like, murdered in an alleyway, start healing itself like the rat. And he wakes up, and he sees the lady in the black suit, and he's like, ah, it's you. And it's like, you son of a bitch, you knew Ennis the whole time. And uh, then we get the last shot of the episode of Jacuzzi finding the conductor all dismembered in the car at the back. And he's like, oh no, the rail tracer's here. That's episode three. Perfectly succinct. I don't know what the confusion's about. It's a clear cut story. We made it to the end. Got any questions? Why didn't you stop me? (laughs) (laughs) Why would I? You had a duty. This is payback for the Dedrara episode. (laughs) You win, okay? You win. This is great. This is good art, okay? You win. I admit it. I'm a dumb idiot that doesn't understand pure art, okay? You win. I had fun here. Thank you, Conan J, for recommending this anime. I don't really have any questions, only because, like... You don't know where to begin. I did, yeah, like... What, All right, like, we can... I, I, yeah, same boat. I couldn't <laughs> comprehend I cannot parse this. So, all right, like, formalities. Are we there yet? No. Okay. Oh God, especially. Safe assumption. Just had to have it said on the podcast. I checked uh, out uh, four lines into my notes uh, <laughs> out of a full sheet of paper. Uh, well, a little bit less since I gave up. Uh, yeah, I got four lines. That That's it. <laughs> so, turns out Sizzler made uh, the elixir of life. Turns out he made mm-hmm. the potion that makes people immortal. And it turns out a whole bunch of people, pretty much every main character in the opening sequence, Got some of that juice. And uh, Chaz freaked out when he said his real name, because normally he would just lie and tell him something else. But you have to tell the other immortals your real name for some reason. And it, <laughs> so that's why we got all the, we got gangs going on in the 1930 Chicago's. That's why the train's happening. They all eventually converge. We got a shot of Miza, Firo, and Luck Generat and his two brothers waiting at the train station. They're waiting for people to show up on the train. Like, that's where the train is going to end up, and that's why they meet Isaac and Miria in the one part of the episode, and they're like, ah, you guys! And then Ennis is the homunculus that was made by Sizzler, so that's how she knew him. Um, what else? (laughs) Miri- Mar- no. Mira? What was his name? The guy with the glasses Whoa. that bought uh, Firo a hat. I don't know. Miza, Miza. Hold on. No, no, no I got it. you showed me pictures of any of these characters, I could not tell you any of them. My- Scrungo. Choodle. <laughs> yeah. uh, Choodle. Oh, that's a Pokemon. Fuck. <laughs> that is a name. Fleknar the Great. Turns out Miza and Chaz, the little kid, and a few others, I don't remember exactly who, turns out they were back in 1711. They were on a ship coming to America, and they drew oh. they drew the satanic circle and summoned a fucking demon, and that's how they got immortality. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like I said, I think that's interesting. It sets up interesting ideas, yeah. but it just doesn't. There's it just doesn't way too, too much. much. It's way too much. 
like I'm watching this for like the second time and I'm still piecing stuff together. I'm like, oh, I get, oh, okay, okay. I, like I do enjoy it. It's way too much. Oh, and the rail tracer turns out it's not a fun cryptid. Turns out it's just a serial killer, and turns out it's the young conductor with the red hair. So he was going to kill the middle-aged conductor, but then the middle-aged conductor tried to kill him. But then he ended up killing the middle-aged conductor. And that's whose dismembered body was in the train car at the back at the end of episode three. Sure. Also. That's kind of a fun twist. I don't know. Sorry for anyone, any <laughs> listeners who actually wanted to watch this show. Spoiler. It's chaos. You're actually probably better off knowing the whole story before watching it. Hmm. But, yeah. Well. You lost. I mean, I was lost immediately of watching this, but just like, oh, yeah, there are two different types of immortality. The demonic kind and the potion kind. The potion it's kind. Like, the fuck you. Kind. Fuck you. And at some point, the potion gets mixed into stuff. That's why, like, everyone, like, and everyone drinks it at some point. That's why we had the one scene of Lad and Lua, like, getting arrested by all those cops. And he says, and he's covered in blood. And he says, what are you looking at? And holds up his arm. And it's just, like, a bone, like, sticking out of his arm because it was, like, severed off. Because he's an immortal now, and so is Lua. And that's why he shot Chaz in the head, and Chaz's head regrew after he left. Because Chaz is an immortal, but he's an immortal from the boat in 1711 with the demon pact. Mm. <sighs> See, d- at this point, I would, like, with all of your description, I would just say, just watch Full Metal Alchemist. I'm not against that uh, uh, statement. <laughs> if, this, if that's the kind of things you're into, that's what you're watch into. Full Metal Alchemist. If you want the gang stuff, I don't know what to recommend. Durara. But, mm, yeah, Durara. That's just a modern day g- gang war. But that's also think- got mystical elements in it, which I really enjoy. I think I'm most mad because I <laughs> unleashed this hell upon myself, so I don't have anyone to blame. I, yeah. It's it's just the shame and the... You could blame Connor. Uh, or Conan? I, I, I won't Co- do that. Was that his name? Yeah, Conan, Conan J. Uh, Conan. Sorry, Conan. I won't Conan. do that. Said Connor. Uh, again, Conan J. I, I love you. You're good. You're great. <laughs> You're good being. Uh, I don't like this show, but you, as a person... Uh, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a good month. You deserve it. And but fuck Bacchanal. <laughs> Here, here's a little <laughs> closing statement. Here's a little ARG fun for you. Uh, for anyone who remembers the tweet uh, we sent out uh, on Saturday, August 22nd, uh, it was like a week and a half ago as of this episode dropping. Uh, I said, it's going to be a wild episode. Just want to let you know we love you. This is what I was referring to. This is it. I planted the seed early. This is my Bacchanal. I planned it all out. See, I had a similar thought, but I was thinking about tweeting out my resignation from the show and a help wanted no. ad for a new host. Replacement host. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I'm glad you took it in a different direction. <laughs> it wouldn't be nearly as fun if it was just me enjoying anime for an hour. We need the, we need the tension. We need the drama. Oh, boy. Huh? What's next week? Yeah. Please. Oh boy. Please. <laughs> oh. Change the subject. We're watching Dora season two. Back in two sentences <laughs> as a completely unrelated scene. <laughs> mm, I'll try not to. Um, it's my pick, and I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, we're going to be joined by my boyfriend uh, Paul. Uh, um, you. because we, yeah, we're going to be watching. My recent obsession and his favorite anime of all time, Ping Pong, the animation. Ooh. It's, uh, it's really good. 
and I really hope you guys like it. <laughs> Very stylized. Uh, because if you don't, <laughs> I think I'll actually be really sad. <laughs> no, I I know Paul will never talk to me again if I don't like it, so I need to uh, uh, get rid of this hateful energy now. <laughs> I'm gonna be re- like I don't see. The thing is, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but in my mind. It's like the Paddington of anime. <laughs> the Paddington 2 of anime. That's a tall there is nothing order. wrong with it. <laughs> I know. That's just how I feel about it. Like I I really like it and I really hope you guys do too. And we're going to watch episodes 2, 3 and 4. I right. Paul, after Paul recommended, I specifically avoided watching it like so we can watch on the show, but like I'm very excited to watch it finally. Mm. And if there's a show you the listener uh, would like to recommend, uh, first off, just really think about it. <laughs> just, just really make sure about it. Make- just, uh, uh, just, uh, 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 <laughs> go on a long drive and just mull it over. <laughs> just make sure it's nothing by Ryoga uh, Nirata. Cause yes. We're, we're two for two so far. I love it. But blacklisted from the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can send your recommendations to us. Are we there yet at gmail.com as our email, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at are we there yet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at queen period weeaboo and on Twitter at queen underscore weeaboo and queen underscore weeaboo art. Find me at Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I do occasionally. It's it's about as incoherent as this show, but <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> also, before I forget again, uh, I just started. Uh, uh, I edit and produce a music podcast, the No Earbuds Podcast, for my friend Jamie. Uh, they just had a baby and got back from maternity leave, so we just released two new episodes. So, if you want to yeah. uh, get some cool music recommendations, some some fun punky poppy stuff, then uh, check that out. Nice. But yeah, thank you to Camille Ruley. I I was waiting for someone to talk, and I was like, no, it's my turn. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song, Stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I didn't even get to the jacuzzi or nice story. Stop. (laughs) 